0: Be who you are. Acknowledge how you feel. Because at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, real is the new real. Welcome back. I am your host, hostess, guide, coach, whatever, Shannon McGuire. And this week, we are talking about victimhood. Say what? Victimhood. Seriously, take a breath. So I'm going to start first by asking you to pay attention to yourself and how you are feeling. How are you? Take a moment and really think through that question, not from a place of grocery store, fly-by-night, how are you? I'm fine, I'm good, um, and moving on. Like, this is a conversation with you. So how are you? Because if you're like most people, there is some sort of energy and thickness in the air, this fat fear, anger, disgust, sadness, and schadenfreude. There is a lot of energy out in the world right now that seems to be draining. Almost every day, I'm coaching, I'm conversing, I'm having dialogues with folks that just feel like shit and not even sure why. So victimhood, let's go there. There, you like that? Let's go there. Overall, I have a belief. Is my belief. After many different years of living on this planet, four decades plus, from over a decade in community well-being space where I get to lead leaders to figure out ways to build healthier, more vibrant communities, over two decades of being a mom and shepherding four kids across two generations, I didn't have four toddlers, after being a daughter, after being a sister, after being a friend, after being a guide, a coach, whatever it is, after growing up in some of the toughest environments, man. Let me tell you, there is no hood like victimhood. Full disclosure, I believe victimhood is the hardest, most toughest hood that we humans will ever face. And I also believe that victimhood poses the biggest threat to humanity's ability to flourish, especially when our moms and our caregivers and our caring bridge builders are in victimhood. What is victimhood? Sigh. Okay. The most simplest way that I distill the victimhood definition is by saying, victimhood is the crappy place we end up when life doesn't go our way. Victimhood is the crappy place we end up when we don't feel good about being ourselves. Now let's start with some disclaimers, shall we? First of all, just because I say the words victimhood does not mean that I am referencing the state of being a victim. No, it's different. When I talk about victimhood, victimhood is all about a state of mind, a way of being, a way of thinking, a mental construct, a mental sewer, a mental shit pit that I know I fall into when I'm just not feeling good about being me, when life doesn't go my way. And typically when there's pain involved, when my feelings are hurt, when I'm sad, when it just feels like it does now that I was talking about, where most people just feel like shit. So, victimhood is not about labels. It's not about blame or shame. It's not about, oh, you're a victim. Like that, that, that irks me, really does. One, we just have a label whore culture where we like to just place labels on each other and say, well, because you look a certain way or you talk a certain way, you move a certain way, you must be a certain way. Like, "Mm, did you take a second to really get to know me and who I am? Probably not, digress. Victimhood is a mental construct. It is a place that we fall into. It is a place that starts with a crack in the foundation, maybe through fear, anger, disgust, sadness, and shadenfreude. Maybe it started with resentment, anger, grief that led to eruption, which is kind of this gap. Maybe, just maybe, it's fear, uncertainty, chaos, and division that is now this gorge in life that we feel like we just can't get through. Whew, victimhood. Victimhood is tough because it can be subtle. It can be just, ugh, just there. And it can be instantaneous. It could have grown overnight. You can wake up one day and realize you didn't spent your whole damn life in victimhood. Why is this important to me? Okay. Well, Don't have a ton of time and energy to dedicate to that. That's why I wrote a book about it. But I grew up in environments where victimhood was thick. It was fierce. It was everywhere. It was unavoidable. It seeped into the clothing. It seeped into the minds and the hearts. It seeped into the environment, whether inside the walls of my home or out in my community. Wherever I went, there was victimhood. I noticed it as a kid, and it peaked at certain times in my life, and I didn't notice that I was in it. See, I could observe it everywhere around me. I could see it in people. I could smell it. I can even taste it. It was yucky, vomit, disgust. Victimhood, for me, is the biggest threat to humanity because when people feel like shit, they do shit that harms people and they can't take back. We get people in positions of power, the ability to make decisions for themselves and the rest of us that make these decisions from a place of fear or anger, disgust, sadness, or shadow. for the worst, the worst, because When you derive joy off another's misery and you're making decisions, you're likely not making those decisions in the betterment of humanity, likely self. So victimhood, it infiltrates our homes. It calluses our hearts. We say compassion fatigue. We say we don't have empathy or they don't or whatever it may be. Like if you can sit there and look at the harm and all the bad things happening to other humans on this planet and not feel called or moved to help end, put a stop to the suffering, that's a moment of pause. If you feel like I just got to focus on me and it's all about me, that's probably a problem. You may be in victimhood. Now, here's the thing I've noticed. It's the number one question that I typically get after folks read my memoir. When they look at how I talk about conquering fear, uncertainty, chaos, and division, they're like, victimhood, why so many people in it though? Or victimhood, how come there are so many folks in it? whoever and wherever it may be. It's like, but because we all are. That becomes like the ice water. Like, wait, what? Not me. That's y'all. No, seriously. We all face victimhood. We have all been programmed one way or another to experience victimhood. And just because we might have been victimized or a victim of a crime or our consent's being violated doesn't mean that we stay in that role and become that label. It is such a label that is being poked on, pinned on, squeezed on so many people. You just being a victim. Well, it takes one to no one. Seriously. Victimhood is the mental construct. It is prompted by our early environments of when and how we learned how to handle life when it doesn't go our way. Said differently, when we're toddlers and we're little and we are used to getting our way, we're used to being told yes or maybe we're coming into age and see that there is a a way to get things and we are told no, how do we handle it? I've looked at my toddlers, I didn't have four, and every one of them has displayed some form of fads, rage, or fucked, F-U-C-D, fear, uncertainty, chaos, and division type of energy when things didn't go their way. What was more interesting about that whole thing was when I paused to just observe me, to just observe myself and how I responded to it. Because that became the point of power and responsibility as a parent that was so subtle, so powerful, that compounded over time without full throttle awareness can lead to some of the most toxic behaviors later on for them and me. What do I mean by that? When my child flips their shit and they are in victimhood, how do I respond? Do I respond in a way of control and trying to get them to do what I want? Do I put these choices and these decisions on them, look, you either do this or you don't get that. What are you going to choose? Oh, I have to pause in those moments and recognize that I'm not coming from a place of compassion. I'm coming from a place of victimhood. They are likely experiencing something and it is my job to guide them through that something, which is likely victimhood, fads, rage, F-U-C-D, energy. It is my job and my duty to guide them through, to be their shepherd, to lead the way. And here's the thing. It takes time. It takes so much time and it compounds. And it's all about doing the right thing at the right time to get the right result. Being present with them. Understanding that this is a response to rejection and not getting in their way. This is a response to pain from not getting their way. And how do I nurture them through it? Do I tell them to suck it up and move on and leave the room? Do I tell them that they have to do A to get B and if they don't do it, then see ya. How do I respond as a parent? How do I respond as a mom? Victimhood. Going back to my quote or my saying that when our caregivers, our moms, our caring bridge builders are in victimhood, it poses the biggest threat to humanity. The reason for that is because it takes a hell of a lot to be a bridge builder, to be a caring bridge builder, one that is willing to see themselves and see others and work together. That is huge. That is such a unique skill and we're losing it to compassion, fatigue, to Burnout to quiet quitting and loud firing, or whatever it may be. Victimhood, that's all it is. Imposter syndrome, all these things. Man, it's just victimhood. Can we keep it super simple? I'm a mom. I don't have a lot of energy and time to go back and forth, argue with fools, focus on things that I can't control. So I'm super simple. Victimhood is the threat. And why don't most people want to acknowledge that? Let's dig into that question a little bit. Well, would you want to be told you're in victimhood? Probably not. When you are told that you may be exhibiting victimhood behaviors, fear, uncertainty, chaos, division, resentment, anger, grief, eruption, fear, anger, disgust, sadness, shattering for you. What happens when someone points out the emotions that they see coursing through your body, through your actions, your words, your vernacular? Man, don't lie. You know we see you, right? What happens? <laughs> if you're like me, then it's this automatic defense posture of like, no. No, because you're doing this. Wait, "Mm, uh but you're angry. No, I'm not. You're not joyful. I'm fine. (laughs) That's kind of how I roll. So I've learned that not a lot of people want to be told or admitted because when they go back in time, how did you respond when you were being teased? How did you respond when you were being punished, maybe disciplined? How did you respond to life when you didn't get your way? Did you cry? Did you get angry? Did you fight? Did you run? What happened? Because that instinctual trust that we form in those early years, we carry forth as adults. Now, I'm not getting into psychology stuff. I'm not getting into therapeutic stuff. I am a mom, not a counselor. I am not a therapist, a licensed social worker. I'm none of those things. I'm a mom. I have watched four tiny humans go from zero to five. I have four times that experience. And I can also tell you that reflective neutrality upon myself over the last 30 some odd years of really digging into who I am has shown me that when I just observe myself with truth, trust, and openness, I can see some shocking things. I can see and consider where I may be giving away my power. I can see the lack of innocence. I can see the surprise. I can see the victimhood. I can see the resentment when I'm being truthful, when I remove the comforting lies that I'm fine, but not staying there. Victimhood, man, building a dwelling in victimhood is like building a house in the sewer. I mean, no disrespect to the Ninja Turtles or anything. I love them, especially Michelangelo. What's up? Give me my pizza. Digress. Living in the sewer and living in a place that is shitty is not the business. But that's what we're doing. We're making decisions in victimhood. We're passing policies and laws in victimhood. We're deciding how much money to give from victimhood. We're deciding to go to work with victimhood. We come home with victimhood. We watch victimhood. We breed victimhood. Victimhood is everywhere. And at the same time, so is joy. So I want to shift this conversation a bit because. Once we recognize victimhood and once we see it for what it is, it becomes shocking. I know people have told me when they read my book and they went through the first part of that intro, it gave them cause for pause. They were like, wait a minute, you're you, you telling me that a lot of the things I've been dealing with isn't really them, it's me? It's like, well, yeah, but not from a place of like, blame and shame, from a place of responsibility, the ability to respond, because you can bring joy back in. And that's why I love the acronym JOY, J-O-Y. Just observe you. Because we're taught through pop culture. We're taught through our upbringings. And this isn't about blame to our parents, because if our parents looked at their parents and 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 so forth, we will see (laughs) that the origin of a lot of this chaos comes back to what we believe about our Genesis, which is a whole other conversation. When it comes to victimhood, joy is possible. To just observe you, to come from a place of understanding self with truth with truth, by removing the comforting lies. We talked about this. When you remove those comforting lies and see it for what it is, then you can do something about it. And one of the big perspectives around this for me becomes answering the question, how am I truthfully? I don't think that's a fleeting question. I think it's just become fleeting and dismissive in our culture because we don't have any meaning behind it. A whole other conversation for another day. But right now, Joy is possible amidst victimhood because we are not our feelings. We are the person, the entity, the being, the consciousness, whatever, the spirit, the soul, the one that can recognize the feeling. I feel, not I am. I'm angry. Mm -mm. I feel angry. Distance. And in that distance, I can stop and go, just observe you. How am I? I feel angry. Why do I feel angry? because my feelings are hurt. Why are my feelings hurt? Because I didn't get my way. What does that mean? And instead of it being about what they did to me or what is going on in the world, a bunch of shit I can't control and change, like still flips my mind when people sit there and look at television or other people's lives so much so that they can't even tell you how they are feeling because they've disassociated and distracted themselves to such a deep degree that they know more about the world than their world. That's a sign victimhood may be present so bring in some joy just observe you just observe you and be honest with you tell that truth to self by removing the lies rather show that truth to self by removing the lies the comforting lies saying you're fine sometimes it's hard because we need someone to talk to and maybe we don't have that trusted source maybe it's a clinical therapeutic thing and it's hard to get in the system because we all know right now it's kind of hard to get in that system On the other side, it's like, well, I don't have a trusted friend because I'm that friend. Or maybe I just never had anyone. I don't know how to express it, whatever it may be. This whole conversation and this whole podcast is designed to give you space to do that, to contemplate how are you, to unpack, understand, comprehend, wherever it may be, yourself. Victimhood, biggest threat to humanity's ability to flourish, When our moms, when our dads, when our caregivers, our caring bridge builders are in victimhood, it poses the biggest threat to our ability to flourish as humans. We are all humans, least at least we think we are. That's a whole other conversation, too. See, throughout this, there's so many conversations to have. But right now, I want to focus on victimhood. And I want to say that once you recognize it and you acknowledge that victimhood is present within you, That gives you the opportunity to face it, to fix it, to do something about it. Practice joy. Just observe you. How am I? I feel blank. And whatever that insert word in the blank space is, gives you the opportunity to see where all of this stemmed from. And I can tell you it's likely pain because we're simple. We're simple creatures. Pain, pleasure, recharge, drain. Well, vice versa. Pain, pleasure, drain, recharge. How about that? We are constantly told and we're seeking balance. But I'll tell you, from my own experience, from what I've read, from what I've saw, what I've heard from others, once that balance comes in, so will chaos. And sometimes that chaos is in the subtle form of victimhood that we can't see, smell, taste, or touch. It's like a funky-ass sewer filled with shit you can't smell or see. And when someone comes along and says, oh, you might be in victimhood and flips that light on, it's like, what? No, I wasn't Turn that light off. That's too bright. Why are you so damn happy? Why are you so damn miserable? And why is it okay to stay miserable and not find the joy? Not happiness, joy from within, the warmth, the flame, the ability to observe self and recharge by tapping into the source we come from. The store, the source, the source. Thinking of the stork, the source we stem from. When we stop operating from calloused hearts that have been scarred by being too open, amazing things can happen. And it starts with joy, not happiness. Happiness sometimes is about what happened or happens or is happening to us so we can get that happiness which is rooted in our world, at least this country, consumerism and all the things, buy the things, get the things, achieve the dream, get the status. What you do, put a fancy title on it. What you drive, put a fancy car in it. Where you live, put a fancy house on it. Fancy. If we're not fancy enough, we feel like crap. And then we end up in that crappy place, victimhood, because of a comparison trap, because of some entitlement or expectation of different because we're not really observing ourselves as much as the world around us and other people and what they have and who they are and how easy it may be for them or how I wish it was different and no one's hearing me or seeing me, whatever that may be, whatever that narrative, victimhood. Man, it is a place. It is a place that we all fall into and it is the place that we can all get out of. Practice joy, just observe you. Super important. If you enjoyed all of these nuggets of mom wisdom in this conversation, you will enjoy Two Mothers from the Hood, my memoir where I discuss these things at a deeper level. Be who you are and acknowledge how you feel, because at the beginning, middle and end of the day, real is the new real. I encourage you to check out suprememoms.com, where you'll find tools and insights to help you live more days feeling good about being yourself.